Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like X's and O's, not just shapes, but, you know, things in our past. I was trying to make like an ex-girlfriend joke, but it really wasn't, there was nothing in there. Um, <laughs> today on the show, we're talking about, well, the show's called Thank You, Next, based on the Ariana Grande song, and um, I kind of want to do a little bit of an ode to my exes. Uh, not calling anyone out by name, uh, just sort of talking about some of the things that went right, some of the things that went wrong, some of the things that I appreciated about those relationships, and um, essentially just showing gratitude for the fact that anyone, someone was willing to share uh, their time, their energy, their their body, their mind, like all sorts of things with me. And that is just kind of an incredible thing to take time to stop and appreciate. So that is what this episode is about. We're getting a little weird, but I think... This is definitely in a vulnerable place that I'm that I'm that I'm getting to. So there's a little bit of discomfort in my voice. You can probably feel it, but I feel like it's important to express and work through and understand that this is an important part of our process for trying to let go of some things and not harbor resentment for uh, for for people that used to want to spend all of their time with us. It's kind of silly to go from one thing to the other extreme, unless something extreme actually happened. Like there are exclusions, of course, exceptions and all of that stuff. But the point is, if you're just like, if it was just like a regular breakup and you're just like, oh, she's a bitch. Like, stop it. Stop being a jerk. Don't do that. <laughs> she spent time with you, man. She didn't have to do that. <laughs> so that's what this episode's all about. So we're going to break it down today on Dopamine. Thank you. Next, let's go. Drums, Hey everybody, C-Note here. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing okay. That was the most radio voice thing that I've ever done. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Just sirens and we're going to go crazy and I don't know. Let's, let's open the Bizarro file. Let's talk about weird stories. Um, <laughs> uh, let, let's call somebody and call some trouble. I don't, I don't know. What do they do on the radio these days? I don't really... I don't really follow uh, radio radio life. I'm kind of in my apartment just doing my own thing. I don't know what's going on in the world. <laughs> um, today's episode is called Thank You Next because it is a bit of an ode to the Ariana Grande song in the sense that I'm going to be kind of rehashing or talking through a little bit of my past relationships and uh, a bit of what I've learned from each of them, really, because it's you know this is not an episode where I'm going to talk a bunch of crap about people like there the point is that like i don't i don't i wouldn't say that i'm friends with my exes so much as like i respect them and they respect me i suppose like we're okay like there's nothing we're all doing our own thing we've got our lives going on there's no integration in all, at all um but as far as i know there's no real bad beef uh we kind of worked through things and definitely had had communicated after sort of all the respective breakups uh, a little while after they happened and then found our own paths and sort of weaved in and out every once in a while. But for the most part, we've just kind of, you know, have been doing our own things. And I guess this is an episode in recognition of them because 
they have been a, a big part of my life and helping me understand a lot of things about relationships, about intimacy, about connection, and um, in different ways, in very unique ways that I'm sure they're, they've taken into their own relationships. So I think it's just kind of an interesting thing to think about. And I think it's a good practice for anyone who's dealing with with breakups and stuff to sort of approach that this way, because as the way that I think about it is, you know, these were people that allowed me into their lives. Um, and we were able to share moments, you know, emotionally, physically, we, we shared time together and gave each other exclusive time and energy. And I think that is valuable regardless of how it turns out. I think a lot of people get really upset because, you know, sometimes loyalties are, are disrupted. Um, there are all sorts of valid reasons for people to not want to talk to someone. There are certainly very extreme reasons for someone to not keep communication with an ex. Um, but I think there are, there are typically good reasons and moments why you got together with that person. Right. So I think that it's important to at least acknowledge that and maybe that can help sort of build at least a, a respect for the other person. Not that you would have to get back with them or have them close to you in any kind of way, or, or even really even talk to them very much. Uh, just acknowledge, like, hey, uh, you know, this was good when it was good, and I'm good. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I, I was, I'm just kind of winging it here, but I, I think I'm just going to kind of go through. Uh, so I, I had really four major relationships four, uh, not including this one. This one would be five. Um, I've had other little flings and little relationships. And I, I, I feel like I've had sort of intimate romantic relationships with like friends throughout life, but not really in like an exclusive relationship context. So I'm going to exclude those, but essentially I've had four major relationships, not including this one. Cause I'm not going to talk about my current relationship on this episode. Um, and I'm not going to name anyone, so don't freak out <laughs> if you're listening and you know my voice and you know who I am and all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not calling anyone out. Um, essentially the, the point is that I want to show appreciation. So, uh, you know, my first real relationship was when I was 15, I was 15 years old. She was 13 and we were together for about two years. I actually met her on a blind date, which was fun. Um, I looked like a hot mess. <laughs> I was wearing like one of those like Hawaiian Dragon Ball Z shirts and I had spiky hair and uh, shorts. I just looked like a nightmare. Um, I don't remember. I, thankfully, I don't think I have any pictures <laughs> from that time. Um, but uh, she was someone that uh, I met her, you know, obviously attractive and uh, I thought she was great. And um you know, we really didn't get a lot of time to talk much because we went to go see, we went to go see the mummy and we kind of showed up late and we couldn't find them because <laughs> we were meeting with my best friend's girlfriend and it was my best friend's girlfriend's best friend who I was being set up with. So, um, we met up at the movies. My, my dad dropped me off cause that's what you do <laughs> when you're 15. And, um, I remember paying for the movie but while she was in the bathroom and then when she came out of the bathroom, she paid for her own movie, but I never gave her the ticket because I was embarrassed to say that I bought her a ticket. Um, and then she would have to return it and go through all of that stuff. So I, I don't know why I was embarrassed to say it, but I was totally embarrassed and, um, you know, whatever. Uh, 
you know, we we watched the movie. I remember the entire movie. I didn't even pay attention. We watched The Mummy. And I, I didn't even, I don't remember paying attention to it. I just remember feeling like uh, I didn't know what to do for those two hours. I was like, do I put my arm around? Like, the, I don't, that was like my first real date experience. So I was like, what do I do? Right. Flash forward, we, you know, we ended up dating for two years. Like I, I met up with her another time. She was my first kiss. Um, it was uh, a great time of, we spent two years, like a lot of talking and uh, like experimenting because you're teenagers and trying to figure things out. And uh, I met up with her after high school, after school um, all the time. I traveled like an hour to go see her every day. Um, and like, I don't know. We had a, we had a really, it was a really like puppy love kind of relationship. We talked on the phone all the time and uh, the, you know, this was like early two thousands when like you had to get off the phone to use the internet <laughs> and, uh, and all this stuff. So we had to be really sneaky uh, about when to talk to each other and all that stuff, like falling asleep on the phone. It was like super adorable. It's like everything, every emo song was written about. Right. Um, and it was a really great relationship. I think at the time, you know, I was, I was a 15 year old kid, 15 to 17 years old. So we had plenty of times where she was sort of exerting like what she thought she was supposed to be like in a relationship, sort of being a little bit like controlling or overbearing or like, you know, um, keeping a leash on me in a way. And, um, you know, that eventually became a problem. But, um, and, and we overshared, I think that's like what you do when you're a teenager, you overshare too much information about like, oh, if I wasn't with you, I'd be with this person and <laughs> like stuff like that. And you just, you just shared way too much stuff, um, to the point that eventually led to our downfall. But, uh, you know, I, I unfortunately, you know, cheated on her with my next girlfriend and she found out about it and all that stuff. And it was, it was not a good is not a good way. I was, n- I've never been good at f- like knowing how to quit things. So especially when knowing that I wanted to leave a relationship, I would, and I, this was a pattern for me, unfortunately, I would find a way to get out of it typically either through cheating or some sort of big event that like forced me into it, which was, you know, super, super immature and ridiculous. And that was sort of my first instance and experience of that. And, um, you know, she, she handled it like a, I don't know, she she handled it. I wanted to say she handled it like a champ, but I don't know that she did. She told me it was really hard for her to get over me, and um, I don't know. I think I want to formally apologize for that because that was terrible. Um, and I think she was, you know, she was a she was a great you know teenage puppy love partner, you know. And uh, I've seen that she's she's now married, and she's doing well. And I every time I see like a picture on Instagram or something, like I'm always rooting for her and wishing her the best. So that's basically where that is. Um, next relationship was all about like, that was, that was a step up from puppy love. That was like girl next door. Um, someone I'd always wanted to date and someone that I really connected with from like a cultural perspective in Philly. Um, and was someone that was like willing to be very bold and willing to just kind of enjoy day-to-day life with me and I really appreciated it. Um, we were our firsts, uh, like romantically and, um, you know, that was, that was very special to me, even though like, <laughs> even though I was a teenager, uh, I was like 18 when I lost my virginity. Um, even as a teenager, like, and being an INTP, I'm just like, Oh, is that it? 
<laughs> I was expecting like the stars to align or something. Um, but even so, <laughs> it was emotionally, you know, a very important time in my life. And I, I don't, I don't think I could have picked a better person to have shared that first experience with. Um, and, you know, she was really someone that, or is someone, she's not dead. Um, but at the time, you know, we spent a lot of time together. We were really, um, really chill. We spent every day together. I picked her up from school every day and, um, we hung out, listened to a lot of music. It was, you know, something where we went to the mall all the time. We had a lot of the same friend group. That was the first experience of having someone who shared a lot of my friends and my friends liked her and my parents liked her. And, you know, it was, um, I felt like, so we were also together for about two years and we, we went through some rocky stuff because of my mental state. I think I freaked out quite a bit at the possibility of like, well, this is the girl, right? Like the, I felt I was ready to marry her. I was ready to like spend my life with her. She was, um, she was amazing and really great at, um, at just being a partner and being caring and being there for me and, and supporting me and like calling me out on my shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I really appreciated it. I think we fell apart because I was, I, I just kept falling in love with other opportunities and possibilities, right? Like I didn't want to be stuck in Philly. I didn't, I didn't want my life to feel like it was planned out. And that ultimately made me sort of panic. And, um, you know, that didn't end well as a result of that. And, uh, like I said, I don't know how to end things well. So we kind of dragged that relationship on for much longer than it needed to be. And it did not feel good at all to do that as we, as we sort of held on in hopes of like something will just naturally be rekindled and it just really didn't work. And I knew at some point I had to, I remember feeling like I loved her so much. I felt a sense of martyrdom in the sense that like I loved her so much that I felt like I had to like let her go so that she could really enjoy uh, the life that she actually wanted and wasn't held back by like my mental illness and my desire for more all of the time. And um, what I always wanted to, you know, uh, you know, doing something that, you know, I don't know. I just felt like I was going to end up doing stuff that that was not going to be healthy for, for our relationship if we kept going. So we ended up splitting up and, you know, she met her husband after me, but um, which was a pattern. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, she's got three kids and she's doing well. And, and, you know, she's, she's still amazing and wonderful. And I, I really care for her and I'm glad she's doing well. So I appreciate her and I appreciate the fact that she was able to spend time with me. And even though it wasn't, you know, a relationship, I think we spent half of the relationship in turmoil and the first half was good. Um, you know, I think it was a growing path for both of us. And I certainly learned about what I wanted for the future. And I really learned about <clears throat> my desire for more in terms of not wanting to like settle down so young and so quickly. Um, because if I did, I, I probably would have married her. Honestly, if I was someone that was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go down the straight and narrow path. Um, that would have been it. You know, that would have been really, that would have been like easy. Right. But uh, I can't do anything easily. So, you know, she really, <clears throat> she really helped me uh, be more decisive and she really helped me to call myself out on my own bullshit because she was pretty good at that, but not in that, not in a hurtful way. She was just really factual and straight to the point. And I think she was the first real like thinking type that I connected with. Um, so I'm grateful for that relationship. Uh, so thank you. 
And um, I'm going to take a break. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and then we'll cover the last two. Where's the thing? There it is. Okay. So, I mean, that last relationship I talked about, I think I spent like a decade after that relationship, really analyzing every little detail <laughs> to kind of figure out like what I did wrong and working through my emotions because I was just, I was never good at, at working through my emotional state. And um, that was a time where I was just like, oh, I was so obsessed with her. Why did I leave? Why did I, why was I such a jerk? Why was I so terrible? And, you know, I really was in this place where I was just so madly confused uh, about where to go and what to do. And I started to kind of loosen up a little bit, I suppose. Like, I, I just didn't know where the future was headed in terms of relationships or like who I would connect with or whatever. I, I just didn't know what I wanted. I knew that I knew that I wanted a relationship that was maybe a little bit more forward focused and not just not very routine. I think the promise of the, the the previous relationship was of, you know, kind of a routine kind of life. Not that she's ordinary in any kind of way, but, but, you know, she would want us, she wanted to stay in Philly and, and just kind of do very, you know, direct things. And she had a bit of a plan and a path and things that she wanted. And I'm very much um, near future adjusting. And I think I wanted more excitement. So I found it <laughs> in the next one uh, for sure. Um, you know, she, she's an ENTJ. I should probably say like the first, first relationship, I'm not sure what her type was. Um, I honestly haven't seen her in a long time, so I wouldn't be able to tell my memory probably deceives me in trying to, to figure out what her type is. Uh, the, the one I just talked about, she's an ISTJ most likely. And, um, you know, certainly was intimidating in that sort of way sometimes. Um, and, and sort of, helped made me retreat <laughs> emotionally sometimes. Um, but I was still kind of developing and working through my own emotional state. So it was probably not the best time for that sort of relationship to occur. The next one, uh, she is an ENTJ, which is like a big shift. Um, definitely very direct, very factual, but very intuitive. And um, that's really the first time I've experienced a connection with an NT type that just kind of activated my bipolar side <laughs> like crazy. My cyclothymia um, was really around the time that I was exploring my extroverted intuition. And I was, you know, I was going out and drinking more and having fun and letting loose. And um, she was diagnosed bipolar when she was a, a teenager. And um, certainly something that didn't scare me, if anything, it excited me because it was just like, she, I don't know, she's very vibrant and very, um, outgoing and, and just lovely. And like, it was like a very intensely sexual relationship. And, um, there was a good cognitive connection that I really appreciated. And I think that I was going for, it, and I certainly idealized her in that way. Um, and I really appreciated the fact that her and I could have more intuitive conversations than I was used to having. I grew up around a lot of, um, a lot of sensor types in Philly and really just hadn't had an opportunity to have really future pacing kind of conversations. So I was really grateful for the fact that she kind of came into my life and she found me on MySpace, and, uh, and, and was very direct about what she wanted and, and said that she liked me and wanted to meet up with me. And we met up and, um, you know, hit it off really quickly. And it was, it was a very aggressive relationship. Uh, we were also together for about two years and, um, which was the number <laughs> it turns out, uh, two years was always the thing. 
And, um, yeah, we were together for about two years. She had a two year old kid, um, who's now like 13 or 15. I don't know how old she is, but like, she's in a, basically an adult now, which is crazy. Um, but I, I sort of helped take care of her two year old at the time, just the most adorable kid. And, um, really had a lot of fun, like hanging out with them and getting a taste of like pseudo fatherhood in a way. And, um, really being supportive for a partner in a way that was, um, you know, just kind of different than what I was used to. Uh, I think, I think we didn't really connect emotionally. I think because we were both thinker types, I think we were both really resting on the fun, intuitive thinking part of our relationship. And when we were able to, when we got to places where emotions came into play, we just missed the beat completely. And, um, you know, there was just a lot of, uh, there were a lot of assumptions about each other's emotional state. Like we couldn't tune to each other very well. So when we were having fun or we were thinking about the future or we were like talking about possibilities and thinking stuff and, uh, you know, our unique personality types in a way, um, you know, there was a lot of narcissism and elitism in our conversations. Like we thought we were the shit (laughs) and, um, you know, it certainly showed in a lot of ways. And, uh, I, I think it was, I think it was great because I think it opened up my brain to, you know, something that was sitting kind of dormantly for a little while. You know, she really allowed me to express that intuition in a way that, that felt, um, you know, was something I, I, I didn't experience before. And, um, you know, certainly got to experience, uh, helping with her kid. And, um, it was a good, again, like a good sexual experience. And we were able to work through some, some, some really difficult emotional stuff. You know, she, uh, she had, uh, I don't, never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that publicly, uh, just yet. Um, there was something that happened with a kid that didn't happen basically. And, um, I didn't want, I don't want to go through the details of that. So, but the point is we, we kind of weren't through some, some difficulties. She had assumed that I was still wanting to be with my last relationship. And, um, she was very secretive about her past relationship. Um, and she actually ended up leaving me to go be with him. So I was right. But, (laughs) um, but you know, she was very, again, direct, you know, when she makes a decision as to what she wants, she goes and gets it. And I admire that. Like I respected the hell out of that, even though I kind of clung to her throughout the end of the relationship. Again, I'm not good at ending things. So I was like staying around for a lot longer than I needed to be. But I also knew that she was, she was basically moving from Philly to Florida. And I, I knew that I just, I don't know, my, my future pacing knew that I wasn't going to see her ever again. Like I, I think I've seen her once since she left and, um, I just, you know, I was, I was heartbroken and that was, that was the first time I had been dumped <laughs> and I, I didn't know how to reconcile with that. So it was really difficult to figure out how to, where to go next and what that all meant. Um, and, uh, I don't know, it was, it was just a very exciting relationship and to go from that to crashing essentially, um, was just not a pretty picture, you know? And after she left, I, I essentially went through a, a sort of a manic spiral. I went through this, this phase where I, I intensely worked out and took care of myself, but that also meant I was kind of weak when it came to booze and other things as well. I was definitely sort of keeping myself busy with sensory things. So 
you know, I, I ended up going through a couple of different alcohol phases and, um, you know, ended up in the hospital, stuff like that. And, um, coping with that relationship was really, really difficult. Um, you know, I mean, coping with all of them so far has been really difficult in, in all of their own unique ways, because I think, you know, I, I love and respect and admire people. Like I don't take, I don't, I don't take it personally that she decided that she needed to go be with someone else or go somewhere else. Like I respect the fact that people have their own path and they have their own things. There's no loyalty to me. Like they don't have to, there, no one has to be with, with someone. Right. And yeah, it sucks. Like I, I don't want them to leave, but I also don't want to be with me. I don't want them, that person to be with me outside of their free will. Like that's even worse. So reconciling with that, um, I was very much in a place where I didn't fight for her. Uh, I did not, I wasn't, you know, quote unquote fight for her. I wasn't trying to convince her to stay. I was like, okay, if that's what you want. And, you know, I, I'd still like to hang out and we still hung out. And, um, really for like the next year, we sort of had conversations back and forth and, and, and just sort of checked in with each other. And, you know, sometimes when things get really emotionally heavy, she'll still check in with me, but we haven't really talked to each other in, in like at least a year now. So, uh, but I know she's doing well, her kids are doing well. She's got, she had a second kid and, um, you know, everything's going basically according to the the plan that she had mapped out and the fact that she executed and she's doing great. Like she's, she's such an intelligent, intuitive person that I'm incredibly proud of the fact that like she went down and to, to Florida and she's uh, got, she's had a couple teaching gigs and, you know, she's really helping people. So, you know, she's uh, someone that I admire and respect and uh, appreciate and grateful for having had her experience uh, life with me for a little while. Again, even though there's like always turmoil and little things within relationships, I'm I'm grateful for the for the the good times that we've had. And um, you know, about a year or two after that relationship um, is when I met my ex-wife, and you know, we got together um, around the end of 2009. 2010, something like that, somewhere in that area. Um, we basically were just like talking on the phone and meeting up. And I think because of the last relationship, I had come to the conclusion that I needed to try a little bit harder to get the partner that I wanted, right? As opposed to letting something just happen, I decided to go again in the other direction and sort of like, you know, be selective. And she came along and I was intensely interested, incredibly attractive. Um, I was really excited to get to know her and she was a friend of a friend, which I was like, Oh, great connection piece. And, um, we just started talking and connecting and, you know, music and she lived in San Diego and, uh, sometimes would come to the East coast to visit. And I figure I should just like meet her. And she had this, a reverence to her that I appreciated, you know, like she was able to like handle her stuff and she got work done and, and, um, worked through, she was in school at the time when I met her and, you know, she was handling her stuff, but she was just still like fun and having a good time. And I appreciated that irreverence. That was probably my favorite part about, you know, about her and being with her. You know, we, when I went to go visit in San Diego for the first time, like we did all sorts of stuff. Like we went to the like Disneyland and SeaWorld and, um, you know, really enjoyed California. And it was like one of the greatest weeks of my life. Like I had so much fun. And, um, you know, my wedding day with her was still like the, one of the best days of my life. Like I, I am super grateful that that happened. Um, 
And, you know, we went through a, a bit of an interesting sort of process. I think I, I think I sort of forced the relationship to happen in a way that didn't feel um, natural. I think she eventually did fall in love with me and I do believe that she was in love with me and all of that stuff. Um, but I don't think it was like a natural attraction. I think I just kept showing up <laughs> and she liked the attention and it worked out in that way. I mean, I loved spending time with her. We spent a lot of good quiet time together. We spent a lot of, um, a lot of time that, you know, exploring and going on trips and, um, you know, really appreciating each other and uh, had a lot of in-jokes about, you know, Nicolas Cage and, you know, a lot of stupid stuff. And we spent seven years together. We were married for two. And um, I let a lot of stuff go with me. I moved to San Diego to be with her. And um, I definitely had to work through some jealousy issues that I had with some things. I think she had to do the same. Uh, I had to work some through some emotional stuff as well, because I think I was continuing to idealize like what a relationship should be. And um, we just kind of went through the motions after a certain while um, and, and was really a challenge to again, feel like, you know, things were interesting enough for me, which is again, my problem, right? Not her problem. Uh, she was fun and interesting, not saying that she wasn't, um, but you know, the tides always shifted for me and that, that was a problem because again, I wasn't working through my emotions as clearly and openly as I could have. And I think that was a struggle for her. Like she couldn't tell where I was at emotionally and it was such a challenge. Um, and she just wanted me to sort of just play the whole role of a good husband and someone that she wanted in her life that was, um, you know, just a part of her own, you know, personal, uh, idealism of what she wanted life to look like. And we, you know, we ended up getting to this place where I think I wanted our lives to be more her and I, and she wanted her family around and sort of a bigger family and bigger picture stuff. And it just wasn't working for me the long and short of it. And, uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, to show continued gratitude, like I loved that again, she like, she handled her shit. She was always on top of things. She was such a great cook. She was, she's so, she, I mean, I know she's a good mom to my son. Um, super grateful that, you know, we had a kid and, you know, though I know it's hard for her and, you know, I'm struggling to pay child support and all that stuff. Like I'm hoping that one day there can be at least some sort of conversation. Cause we haven't talked about anything since like the day I left literally. Um, we haven't talked beyond single sentences and really simple conversation, uh, very matter of fact stuff. Um, but I appreciate who she is. I appreciate, you know, that I, she's going to, you know, make it so that my son has a good life and he's going to enjoy things. And, you know, she's fun and irreverent, like I said. Uh, so I really appreciate her for that. And, you know, we had plenty of good times. I mean, it makes me sad and happy at the same time to think about all that stuff that we spent so much time together and um, it didn't work, you know? And it, it's always sad. That's like the common thread about all of these things is like, they're all growth points and they're all points in me for me in my personal life where I've been able to learn little bits from each relationship about sort of calibrating to what I personally want and being able to adjust to continue to work towards, you know, making sure that my current relationship is as good as it can be as well. I think, I think my current relationship is working so well because we're, 
I, I think I'm the most emotionally in tune and open than I've ever been. And that's because Molly allows me to be. And really we allow each other to be, I'm still working on making more space for her. I feel like I can still do that. Um, but I think some of the challenges in previous relationships came from that emotional disconnection or whenever I was feeling, uh, like emotion wasn't being tailored to, or I wasn't able to express myself or I wasn't able to get emotional uh, affirmations or whatever that I wanted. Um, that I just went somewhere else for it. And that's also not fair to, you know, the people that I was with. So um, point is that like, I appreciate and love so much that these people have decided to spend life there. Some of their life with me, like, you know, it's a, it's a big chunk. Two years is a long time. Seven years is a very long time. You know, that's a long time to spend together to really build a rapport and a unique, uh, you know, a unique kind of love for each other. I, I honestly believe that, I mean, I've been lucky to fall in love multiple times in my life, but I do believe strongly that each one is different, no better or worse than another. I just feel like it's different. And I've been lucky and grateful to be able to experience that in multiple ways. But I also think it goes in line with sort of like my path in life that I've always wanted one-on-one connection with someone uh, that allows for you know, my, my different cognitive functions to, to shine within that relationship. Um, but also not developing a codependent relationship. That's again, a challenge. It's about being a partner to someone, not leaning on another person. Right. And I think there was some of that stuff that I was doing as well throughout some of those relationships. It's always weird to go into the past and try to rehash some of this stuff. I feel like I, I've gotten more specifics that I can probably like pull out, especially about the traits of these people. Cause they're just, they're, they're so amazing to me. I'm so, again, so grateful to have um, been able to experience them in my life. Um, and I can only hope they feel the same in some capacity, right? Um, who knows? I don't know. Everyone's different. It's fine if they're bitter. <laughs> it happens. It's cool. Um, but, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of do this episode so that I can show that I'm grateful and hopefully you can find some way to be grateful for some of the relationships that you've been in that have not worked out and that there is some semblance of uh, something that you can take with you into the next relationship to understand whether you should do more of that or less of that. Um, and just try, keep on trying new things. And if something doesn't work, you know, reverse course or something, I don't know, try, you got to figure out what works for you and what's going on. So um, I realized that, you know, within my current relationship that I'm not going to get into too much. Um, it was, it was very different in terms of the, the through line is that again, I wasn't able to emotionally express myself in a way that I felt like I was comfortable or allowed to. And I think that's all in relation to my past, like growing up as like a child, um, and being able to express myself emotionally. Uh, I didn't feel comfortable doing that in relationships and I don't fully understand why I still am trying to understand why, but I think the through line there is that, that I wasn't expressing myself emotionally or honestly as much as I could have, you know, any of those relationships could have lasted longer or been better. Um, had I done that. Uh, but the point is that, you know, they did the best that they could. I did the best that I could. And, everyone is, you know, getting to a better place. I hope, uh, you know, how my ex-wife finds someone that can fulfill what she needs 
and uh you know will be a good you know another parent to my kid and um you know he's gonna have a good support system so um all of that to say that you know i'm i'm happy with where i am now very sad that those things had to be what they are and kind of go through that process um but stuff that i think about occasionally to sort of help me calibrate and i think sometimes going into the past like that and sort of breaking down what those relationships were so that you can sort of pick out like okay what did i do wrong uh, not necessarily wrong but what did i do within that relationship that wasn't true to who i am or wasn't satisfying what i wanted or wasn't being helpful to the relationship or helpful to the other person because i maintain the notion that you know relationships are two separate people and then a third entity, right? And if the third entity doesn't work out, it doesn't mean that the person is any less of a, a person that I, you know, wanted to be with. They're great. You know, I still admire and appreciate and respect them. So I'm kind of going in circles. So emotions are hard. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Um, this has been a very emotional episode for me. Uh, I think I don't know. I think going through that is really tough. I think emotions and um, relationships with the women in my life going through all those years, um, they've been like key pillars to my personal growth and who I am as a person. You know, again, like two years, two years, two years, seven years, like that's a lot of time to be with people, to spend a lot of time with someone. So they have an impact on you. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about love and appreciation. So thank you all of you for being a part of my life and continuing to do the best that you can in your lives. And I'm rooting for you. I do see it and, you know, continue to wish you the best. And, you know, I'm always here if anyone needs anything. So that's the thing. So I think that's a, yeah, we're going to wrap up. It's time for me to go. I got to stop talking. This is my second podcast for today, and I'm just um, beat. I'm still sick, so yeah, tired. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you for being here. This has been a weird episode, but it's a good episode. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. And uh, let me know if you have any thoughts on it, anchor.fm slash dopamine. You know, what have you learned from your past relationships? Um, is there something that really stuck out to you as like an aha moment within the growth of a relationship or a breakup or something that you realized a decade later, there's so much stuff that I learned just in that like decade later of analyzing that one particular relationship that I was like, Oh my God, I just like was like almost torturing myself. Um, seems really silly in retrospect, but I'm, I, I learned a ton from it. So, and and glad I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, anything you learn, just let me know. Uh, subscribe to the show, dopamine.life. And if you want to support the show, there's also a support this podcast button on dopamine.life. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dopamine if you want to leave some monetary love. Hit me up at Let's Go C-Note on Twitter. And you can follow me and my graphic design stuff at cnote.media. More of that stuff will come in the future. Right now, just focusing on dopamine and um, you know, just trying to get more listeners, man. That's what we do. Just trying to help people. That's what this is all about. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Take care of yourself and each other. Show some love for your exes. You don't have to text them. Don't cause trouble. Just just show some mental appreciation. And, you know, it's really about peace for yourself. That's really something I didn't really point out. 
is that it's all about finding peace for yourself mentally and not harboring resentment because it hurts you more than it hurts anyone else. So with that, take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.